0: what's going on everybody at 6 p.m. so it's officially starting time glad you all are here hanging with me let me get my i'm using an ipad today for my show notes see how this goes because it keeps shutting off on me how's everybody doing let me know in the chat Let me open my chat window up first looks like the gang's all here standards here inking's here Tim Howard's in the house, yeah man, Peter Bryan's here, what's up everybody, it's good to see you, uh, glad to be hanging out with you, make sure everything's good, let me know in the chat if audio's coming through loud and clear, all the usual things, the sound checks before we officially get started, and let me know, I'm
1: looking, uh, some people can't stay for the whole
0: show, apparently. That it sucks. It's all good, though. Yeah, guys, just let me know in the chat as long as the audio is coming through loud and clear. Should be going. Yeah, it says we're moving along nicely. Gigi. Uh Okay, anyway, as long as we're good, I'm going to go ahead and get this bad boy started. Yeah, it's not showing popcorn red bull ready to go you guys can you hear me am i coming through in the chat let me know youtube says we're good but i don't know uh yeah today anyway dude i'm just gonna be briefly going over stepping out of uh your screen printing comfort zones because you know we all got them you know we all uh suffer from getting lazy and kind of Resting on our laurels, and we're going to talk about getting out of them, or what we need to do, or why it's such a problem. Uh, But before that, I need somebody to come into the chat and tell me that I'm coming through loud and clear. Audio is good, sweet. Let's get this bad boy started, huh? I'm going to go ahead and roll the intro. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, Print Dan? It's your boy Cam. Welcome back to the Print Life Live. Jesse's got his face here. What's up, Jesse? You're gonna go? Dude, did you print anything or set it up? I just set it up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Alright, man, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Cam. Welcome back to The Print Life. It's good to see you. Glad that you're here. Hang on. Close... Jesse, close the goddamn garage door, too. Thank you. Sorry, guys. That probably clipped out on you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um Show notes. Today, we're going to be talking about st- getting out of your screen printing comfort zone. But before we get into that, uh, I don't have any super chat shout-outs from last week. Actually, I might, but I didn't check on them. No, we didn't have any last week, so no ch- shout-outs to you guys. Um, but before we get into the business topic of the day, we're going to go to the Print Life Facebook group, and we're going to do our weekly screen printing independent shop news shout outs and then after uh that we'll do the business topic and then we'll get into the q a for the day if you got questions if you got statements if you just want to get your beautiful voice featured on the show call into the hotline right now go do it don't be scared uh and we'll we'll get you on the show uh what else or what else is happening here that's pretty much it man so, before I get into the Facebook group news, I'm just going to head on over to the chat and see what every what's going on, what the buzz is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging with me. If you haven't noticed, I have been doing, well, I uploaded videos the past two days. And I'm going to continue to do that through the month of October or until I get bored, whichever comes first. Thank you guys for hanging in there, though, man. It's cool that... The upload I did yesterday, is like, it hit, and it hit hard. So thank you, everybody who is watching them. Make sure to watch all my uploads. It's important to me. And share them, guys. We need you to share stuff. We need you to share. And like I told you earlier, I'm going to be putting together like a true fam care package for those that go above and beyond to help market and push the print life. I'm going to be sending out pens and sh- shirts. I mean, you guys don't really give a shit about shirts, but pens and uh, shirts. Shirts, they're going to be in there, uh, and certificates, and all kinds of other cool goodies that I haven't completely gotten together yet. But I'm going to start putting together a true fam member care packages. It's just one of the many things I'm going to start doing. It's um, probably in 2019, first quarter of 2019. Thanks, John. Yeah, I uh, chopped it off, dude. No more hair for me. I'm like a clean as a baby's butt. It's so weird to look at. It was stressing me out when I was vlogging on Monday. Because I could not... <laughs> when you first get... I'm sure you guys are suffering from it too. But when you first cut your hair, you can't look at yourself. Because you don't recognize the motherfucker staring back at you. Uh, but what's up everybody? Jason, how are you doing? I got, it looks like I see some people in here I've never seen in the thing before. So make sure if you guys see a newbie... Or a new person to the club that you give them a warm welcome, welcome them into the thing. Cause as you know, it's hard for me to to pay too much attention to the chat. Um. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's just get right into the Facebook group, huh? I'm gonna open it up. What the? f... Oh man, I'm gonna have to remember my thing too. Oh no. Might be that one. Uh oh.
1: Oh, I never log into this shit man okay, oh no Oh no, oh no, oh no,
0: try logging in again. I can't remember my sh- I can't remember my Facebook password uh' I'll try this one. that's not gonna be there it is Got it, thank the Lord man. I was about to go into panic mode there. Every time I entered one and it, and it wasn't right, anxiety levels rose a little bit, a little bit more. Going to search the group. We're going to print, type in shop news. You all should know by now. If you don't, I'm going to remind you that if you have shop news that you want to get featured on the live show, you need to write shop news in the first sentence so that I can actually filter it out easily. So I type in shop news, and then I sort by most recent. And we're going to get it started. Uh, and today's inaugural shop news listing comes from Brian Buffka. Uh, they had their most—oh, well, let me—what the hell, man? That didn't work out well. Uh, they had their most successful live screen printing event to date this past weekend. Looking forward to more of them. So let's see what they had here. Got themselves a four-color single station press set up under a tent. Uh, looks like this was for—who was this for? Merrimack, very cool it Looks like you guys were actually doing like a two color thing So that's pretty cool Good job, congratulations Brian uh, Thank you for sharing uh, What else they got here They also, this is also from Brian They bought a new 3D vacuum heat press We can now do more sublimation items Well that's cool Gigi, we quit trip Gigi's tripping uh, Thanks for sharing man, congratulations on that we also have Desiree McGinty. Big moves happening at the beginning of November. This print family is going places. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Hardware printing. Stay hard. Good, job. good job. Thank you for sharing, Desiree. Yeah, man, that's big. Bo- lots, a lot of boxes. We also got Victor Bordeaux. Bordeaux started from the bottom. Now we're still on the bottom. LOL. Starting from scratch, hoping to toss some paint on these walls soon and floor. Yay for new beginnings. I love that space. I would not paint that, dude. That looks so cool. How big is it? What's the square footage on your spot here, man? It looks real sharp. Love it. Love the raw brick or concrete or whatever that is. Sharp. Definitely sharp. I would love to have a space that looks like that. Uh, Christian chaotic DN garage news finally decided to upgrade their washout booth sold their stainless steel backlit s- splash all the crap everywhere washout booth on Facebook for 200 and then they bought a 275 gallon IBC tank for 30 bucks did the light conversion best that they could Well, it looks like ultimately they got rid of a stainless steel one and then they d- just bought a big thing and they made their own custom wash booth looks awesome it's huge So, good job. Thank you for sharing. James Towson News finally got their Little Red X3D Vastix dryer hooked up. Uh, They're going to try to get a review up on YouTube after he plays around with the settings and the heater height. James, what is your YouTube screen name? We'll shout you out. Let us know in the chat if you're watching right now. Uh, Yeah, we'll get it going. Uh, What else we got here? Brian Washburn. That's a question, not Shop News. Lots of questions. Uh, Bob Jewell is messing around with one screen. Well, how are you getting the... That's weird. I don't see how this is happening because it looks like multicolors to me. Interesting. J.R. Jernigan. This is all about digital printing. God damn it with these questions, man. Okay, print news from Donald. Okay, Gigi's tripping right now, guys. Gigi, chill. Print news. Today, for the first time, Donald put his hand to Squeegee and printed his first two-color tee. Posted before what he needed someone to teach him the basics on screen printing, and local screen printing shop gave him the opportunity to do it, so he's so happy. Mr. Ray, been doing it 30 years. It was a great experience. He's in Crestview, Florida, looking forward to do it again. Okay, so you had someone show you how to do it, and uh, this was the result. Looks amazing. Good job. Congratulations on pulling squeegee for the first time. Uh, More questions, more questions, more questions. Lots of questions. God damn, that's what what it's turned into. Shop News from Brendan Steams. Making room for the rock. Electrical and air ready for installation. Uh, Who is this for? Oh, yeah, this is from uh, Cape Shark. They sent stickers in before. Apparently, they bought a rock from Ryan at, at one of the, uh, the um, ISS shows. So, congratulations. It looks like they're getting set up and ready to go. Very cool. Very, very cool. I hope you guys enjoy running that thing. Paul Wa just picked up a BBC black flash dryer. I think this was done yeah, this was on September, so we've already covered this. So, shop news was minimal today, but we cruised right through it in uh, 12 minutes flat. Actually, it was probably more like 8 minutes flat, but we got through it. I also went through and um just so we did all these things with the with the Print Life Facebook group. We put uh, all these questions in and we're trying to make sure that anyone that wants to join this group is at the very least following the YouTube channel and has watched at least one of our videos uh, because again, the although the group can be whatever it needs to be um, or whatever it turns into, I still want to at least make sure that it's marketing the YouTube channel because that was originally kind of what it was for and for this show. Uh, so we've put some things in there, but I went through and approved a bunch of people that had kind of submitted to be on there, uh, but it was pre-new questions, so I just needed to approve them. But from this point, moving forward, anybody that's approved in the group is going to have to be familiar with the YouTube channel. And if they don't answer the questions, they're not getting in. So just so you guys are aware, and if people are like, hey, why can't I get in? That's why. So that's that. Uh, any other shop news for me let me think let me think let me think Uh, we are still on schedule with the uh, print life software to go into beta at the end of October unless something goes horribly wrong Uh, we will be getting I'm actually gonna do a little bit of a softer version I'm gonna probably just have about 10 of you that already have WordPress websites Um, I'm gonna have 10 of you install it for like the first week let you guys kind of run through it. And then we will together, I'll be talking with you very closely. Um, and just make sure that we iron out any of the major kinks. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start rolling on like another 10 beta testers every week after that uh, until we hit 50. And then we're going to run about 50 of you guys for uh, probably a month, maybe two. You guys are just going to run it. going to experiment with it. We're going to make whatever changes we need to. Uh, we're hoping that it's going to be officially on the market January 1st. Maybe sooner, but it'll, it'll officially be out there on January 1st. So that's the plan. Uh, any other news? Yeah, I did get some other stuff that I'm going to be – I'm not going to officially announce it, but keep an eye out on the vlog probably tomorrow. Actually, it'll be the day after tomorrow, so the Friday's vlog, because I got some more stuff that we're adding to our live uh, decorating arsenal, and I'll be showing you guys that on Friday's vlog. I'm excited about it. I'll show, I'll show you what my plan is, and then I'm going to show you how we're going to go about making it work. Um, so any other news for me? Any You know what? Also, why don't we go to the chat? Anyone that has any shop news that they forgot to submit on uh, the Facebook group, why don't you go ahead and submit it into the chat right now, and I will read it. So hurry up and submit that in the meantime it looks like my dude p.m. golden just threw me a ten dollar super chat shout out to you thank you so much for throwing some ducats my way for all my hard work thank you so much dude appreciate it uh yeah if any of you guys have any shop news just go ahead and at the print life let me know what you got going on and i'll read it if not we're gonna go ahead and move on to the business topic of the day so uh, this, you know, I think about a lot of, it's funny, man, when you're in business for yourself, you have a lot of passing thoughts. You think about all oh, this and then that. and It's like, God damn it, I need to get on top of that. God damn it, I need to take care of this. God damn it, I need to take care of that. But we never, or I guess I say we, but I'm really talking about myself and many others. But we never tackle those things that we're like, God damn it, I need to get, and I need to do that. That's something I need to, you know, put some effort towards. I need to, I need to dive into it. Um, and I feel like that, that has just spawned me th- briefly thinking about today's topic, which is kind of d- some things that maybe we need to do, or just some scenarios that we may not think of as comfort zones, but they are comfort zones and how we need to focus as business owners on, st- on, on taking the necessary steps to step out of those comfort zones, specifically in the screen printing business, but in business especially, and also in life, just getting out of our comfort zones. Um, Let me think what I wrote here. How many of you have some? Okay, so I bring the – let me think about this. i got to get my head in the game. It takes me a second. So I feel like a lot of us, when we first started our screen printing shops, we – put some processes in place right most of them were half baked but they just kind of were things that we did because we had to get the jobs done and then you know we kind of just created these like sort of half-assed processes uh and then we maybe tried to make them a little more systematic but then when things get busy or the going gets tough we kind of revert back to our old ways of just kind of bouncing around the shop getting shit done piece by piece and you know, we never really cre- we never really create really good solid systems that help us move forward, right? And these are just some of the the many things. Maybe uh, some of us have, although we've been using the same plastisol for years and years and years, we know that we want to start testing out new products from new manufacturers. But again, we get we got an influx of clients, and our excuse to ourselves every single time is, ah, oh, goddamn it, I just got too much work. I can't. I don't have the time to test out that, that new ink from Will Flex or that new ink from Union, or I don't have the time to switch over and start messing with uh, acrylic whites right now. I just don't have the time. I'm not going to do it, so I'm going to keep using what I've always used, even though I don't really love the final product, but it just is what it is, right? I know a lot of us do that. This guy right here definitely falls into that category. Uh, even worse, this is a this is a really – this one's really – common, I think, for a lot of us. You have a good flow of clients, and you're making a comfortable living, but you haven't really hired anybody. You're personally doing the majority of the work yourself. You pull long hours, and of course, you would love to have some help and maybe not have to pull 10 or 11-hour days, but at the end of the day, it's all good. You can handle the clients. You can handle the emails. You can handle the workload, uh, and overall, you're just comfortable with the way things are going, right? That is, I think, for most of you watching, the most common comfort zone that you're dealing with. It's It probably wouldn't be too difficult for you to step out and, and create systemized flows in your shop and all that. That probably wouldn't be too tough for you. But the real tough one is stepping out of that comfort zone of doing everything yourself and just kind of being the uh, the all-over owner, almost like... You're just like a, an owner-operator, right? That's the majority of us. I'm guilty of it. I was guilty of it for a long time. I'm guilty of it now more so than I was two years ago. But it's a comfort zone. And these are all comfort zones that I have personally dealt with. Um, and it's – what do we do to get out of it? I wrote here – okay, here's <laughs> – Dude, I got to stay on fucking track, man. I got to get better at writing bullet points. So, these are all comfort zones that we personally have and um how it it may seem like things are moving smoothly and painlessly, but you know, as we kind of settle into them, they quickly turn into boredom and then boredom will kind of turn into not giving a shit and then as we're kind of Holding on to these comfort zones, and we're starting to get bored, and things are just kind of coasting. We actually start backsliding because this is—I've heard this thing said before—but if you're not growing, you're dying. And I think the comfort zones really fall into that dying category because if you are not progressing and and uh, you know building new things and creating new markets and creating new processes, uh, then you're kind of standing still. And if you're standing still, you're actually slowly backsliding into oblivion. I've been dealing with it a lot lately just trying to figure out how I'm going to stop doing that and how to start moving forward again. Um so the question is, what can we as just as little guys, little business owners do to to continue to move forward and to keep moving forward? Um before I dive into some ideas that I have, let me know in the chat while I'm babbling here some things that you guys do to keep progress moving forward or think or idea even if you haven't personally implemented them let me know in the chat just things that you think you should do or need to do and then once i'm done rambling i'm going to go to the chat and i'm going to share some of your guys's ideas so get in there and start doing that now what do you do to keep moving forward and to get out of your comfort zones um for me i know personally one of the things that i that i love and one of the main reasons that i am self-employed is because i love building i love building new things uh all the time i love trying to figure out new ways to do stuff i like organizing and systemizing and just creating that's the part that i like what i can't stand is running things i can't stand doing the same thing over and over and over uh it literally drives me to to uh to the just really not giving a crap about it if I have to do like let's just say emails if I have to continuously answer emails or answer the same question over and over again if I have to answer the phone over and over again I can do it for a while but eventually I will get so bored and irritated that I will stop answering the phone and I'll stop answering emails and I'll, so for me to keep moving forward. I can't allow myself to get into that comfort zone. Really, even for, for any more than three months. If I do anything for more than three months, same thing. It's I'm inevitably going to destroy it. So I know for me personally, I have to keep finding new things to build. Thus, the YouTube channel. Thus, going into trying to be almost like a broadcast radio guy. Uh, creating screen printing presses and softwares and all these kind of things. Uh, for me... I have to continuously build and create things, and of course I try to stay within the industry of choice, which is the, the print, the imprintable industry, but that's what I have to do to keep moving forward. And if I'm not doing that, it's dying, I'm going to destroy it, I'm going to let it go and probably run the shit right into the
1: toilet. Um, uh, what else do I got here?
0: And so I think for, for any of you guys, if, if you're like me and you hate running the day-to-days, then much like me, our, one of our primary goals should be getting a person into the organization that actually enjoys doing that kind of thing. And I pray, this is a, a constant fear of mine because I pray that those people are out there. I hear that they are, but all I've ever known is people like me that like to create, like to build, but cannot stand doing the same thing over and over again. But we need them and for us for those people that are like that we need to get people into our organization that can run the day-to-day operations and uh that would help get a lot of us out of that kind of comfort zone thing um another area for me that has become a real comfort zone and i'm sure a lot of you are like this are, are, are our existing client pipelines so When I started, I created myself a nice little website that generated a lot of leads, and you know we've had some hiccups with it, but overall it's consistently brought enough work to me that I've never really had to step out and consider new ways to get clients. Uh, And over the course of I I I shit you not, over the course of the last five years, it's just it's kept the work flowing, Uh, and it's it's kept us pretty much at our maximum capacity. So it's we've gotten enough work that based on a couple of manual presses we've kind of tapped it out. But for us to continue to move forward um I got to get out of that comfort zone. I've got I have got to expand into new marketing ideas and concepts and I have to start pushing myself to learn about new niches or new markets and then I have to teach myself how to get our services in front of those markets. And not only that, I'm going to have to figure out how we have we have to expand our production to cater to those markets. So this is all an inevitable next step for me. But I'm making a fair I'm comfortable in my current environment. So technically I could continue to do what I'm doing right now until I died and I would be com- more or less cool with it. You know what I mean? I don't need a lot. I don't have a desire for big houses and big trucks and cars and hot shit like that, other than motorcycles. I just, there's a lot, not a lot of stuff I need. So I could, could pro- seriously sit and continue to do what I'm doing right now for the rest of my life. But like they say, if you ain't growing, you're dying. And when it comes to this particular business, I need to keep pushing it forward or I'm going to end up leaving the printing business and just moving on to other things. So I've got to keep pushing for it. Got to keep pushing into new markets. And I think that the rest of you are probably in a very similar boat. Um, point of this whole thing is, is just do your best to get out of your, com- to identify what your sticking points are or your comfort zones. Do your best to identify what they are and then start taking steps or pushing to just start nudging your way out of that comfort zone bit by bit. One of the, I would say, for me, one of the biggest—I did—I've t- done two of them over the last two years. The first one was, and this was a hard one for me, was this whole thing that you guys are doing now. So, as a young person, I was an editor, but I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I never, ever, ever had any inclination to get in front of the camera. Uh, but I knew a couple of things. First off, I—I needed—it was a creative endeavor that sounded a lot of like a lot of fun to me. But I knew that if I were going to take any, any kind of business or any kind of thing that I wanted to do to the next level, I was going to need to get comfortable with marketing myself as Cam, as this, as this kind of face or this guy of this business. I needed to get comfortable putting myself out there. So one of the big ones was taking myself just from hiding out, hibernating in this little cave of a shop and putting my, my face forward. It was a big step for me, and it still is. It's not the most comfortable thing for me, but I'm learning how to do it, and it's all good. It's not really a big deal anymore. But it was a huge uh, step outside of my comfort zone. And I have to admit, when I decided to do it, things changed for me pretty rapidly, both within the industry and with uh, the kind of recognition I got from other screen printers, and now even potential clients. So... Stepping out of the comfort zone, you immediately will see growth if you're willing to do it. Another big one for me was was the live screen printing thing. When I finally decided to start pushing into a market that I had no clue how I was going to get in front of or how I was going to get involved with, uh, it was a big step for me because I had to start interacting with a much higher level of client. This is not business to business. This was like, these are um, event you know, promoters for big companies. And there, there, it's a lot, it's a lot more to deal with. And, uh, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's been extremely uncomfortable and it's, and it's, and now you're talking about, I mean, I'm not going to go into the details with it, but let me just say it's, it's very uncomfortable and it still is uncomfortable for me to this day. So those are a lot of areas that I've really been stepping outside of what I would normally want to do. Uh to try to push this business to the next level so hopefully you guys can do some shit similar That was the clunkiest business topic i've had in a while, but we got through it now I'm going to go to the chat and see if you guys had any ideas on Um on ways that you can get yourselves out of the comfort zone Uh Let me see Hard to tell here wow that was a good idea so you guys are so Jamie has one uh, marketing herself makes her very uncomfortable but a friend gave him rad advice that stuck with me he said allow yourself to be uncomfortable simple but it really helps her to branch out I totally agree right um, uh, yeah so that's a good one I think it's very important to be uncomfortable god damn it is man but you know, I always ask my and I'm I do it all the time. I think one of the big ones is with R&D for different uh for different inks and stuff like that. Like you know, I've recently forced myself to or me and Jesse, more Jesse, but I forced the the shop to start messing with those acrylic water-based inks. But for the longest time, like we really just stuck with plastisol and never stepped out of the out of that comfort of messing with it. And it's always like, well, gosh darn it, how do you do things that actually become systematic, too? Like, it's one thing to, like, try a new thing. One of the things that I've always struggled with is taking, like, I remember when I first started, I built this whole workbook, like an employee manual, and it would have, like, step-by-steps on how you do this, how you do this, how you do this. You do this first, you know, you, you... apply adhesive you you check your pallet distances you do this you do this and i had a systematic but as time goes on and things start to get like serious like i remember they the workbook would fall off and then the guys out there would stop adhering to it and i didn't give a shit about enforcing it because we had other things to deal with and it's like how do you implement those kind of things into your shop in a way that is sustainable long term as well like it's one thing to to get out of your comfort zone but we also have to like create systems that are everyone adheres to all the time and that's definitely it's more comfortable to not enforce them than it is to constantly being for enforcing them i think that that's a big one that i'm going to have to tackle over the course of 2019 uh, because we're going to be hiring more people in again and this time around i'm going to be for goddamn sure to use that workbook and enforce it no matter how uncomfortable it is or how sometimes it almost seems redundant but this year I'm enforcing that thing anyway gosh dang man Uh, Jason Garza the best thing is knowing you will fail that way all the pressure is off and you can just go no one has it all figured out we're all just doing our best so true man uh, this is from the Cam, can you share the water-based ink extenders and cleanup stuff you use and the emulsion for water-based inks? Yeah, I mean, we use Comet White for our acrylics. And we use a, di- uh, a mixture of CCI and Matsui for our discharge, even though I've been trying to cycle the discharge stuff out. Uh, and then for our emulsion we're currently using CCI's VPR I love that shit because it holds up well to medium run water based it's a very universal emulsion and we love it uh, and this one's from Sean Donnie's I find the best way to get out of your comfort zone and make changes is to just do it and not look back that one is easier said than done that's almost like a cliche statement you know, you know what I mean because I say that to people all the time I just do it just do it but there are certain things like what I was talking about earlier with the workbook like like I said, it's it's more comfortable to not enforce that system. But when when you know that that's the only way that you're gonna take your shop from like let's say a B level or a C level shop to an A level premium kind, you know the only way you're gonna get there is by creating standard practices. Do it. It's it's like it's easier said than done. I'm gonna do it. Of course but man sometimes it is easier Than just like forcing it's, it's more than just forcing yourself It's almost like you have to adopt a new philosophy On life sometimes And y'all know man It's easier to form bad habits than good ones Like it's all good you can dabble in good habits For a while but one thing I've noticed With myself is eventually I always revert back to the most Easy The easiest way of doing things But anyway I could talk about that shit forever uh, also, quick question. Can you mix Plastisol inks like acrylic paints to get a certain, certain color? Yeah, you can mix. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yes, you can. Anyway. All right, guys. That's it for the business topic of the day. super clunky, but we got through it. Let's move on to the Q&A portion of this bad boy. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Alex. Uh, I was reading some comments here. It is very hard for me to... To do this thing and then pay attention to the chat, especially when a lot of the conversations in here are like kind of almost disconnected from what's go- what's supposed to be going on in the show. Uh, how much was all of that, Arturo? Anyway, let's get into the Q&A portion of this thing. So if you have any questions, go ahead and continue to submit them in the chat of this bad boy uh, or call it into the hotline. I'm going to go and check the hotline real quick why does it log me out every goddamn time let's see if anyone called in any uh any any stuff it was more hot in the beginning but i think it's everyone's it's like the same people here so less and less people are calling things in but we did have one voice chat so let's listen to it what's up cam madison smith here what uh madison thanks for calling um, So I bought a shitload of the S mesh, mostly 150. I mm-hmm. uh, got a decent amount of 225s and 180 to mess around with. Did you pop a bunch of them yet? Because our first time around, we, we dude, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse was popping them, dude. It was like a hip hop concert, bro. The motherfucker was just popping. Not very many of the 180 though. But anyways, um, I'm liking it a lot, and I'm wondering, can I just go S mesh all the way, or is there any reason? to keep the old mesh, anything that the old mesh might be better at doing. Mm-hmm. Would love to hear your feedback on this. Thanks very much. You know what? It is a that's actually what a really up, good Cam question. Madison Smith. That's a really good question, Madison, and I don't have a hundred percent I don't have a full blown answer for that yet. We cycled most of our old stuff out. We cycled all of our one tens, our one our one sixties, one eighties. The only thing that we hung on to was like our 305s, our 280s, you know, some of our higher mesh stuff. Um, but I don't see any, I, like, from what I can tell, I don't see any reason to keep a traditional 110, whether you're going to do a high density or whatever you're going to do. I think the 150S meshes will cover it fine. We haven't done much experimenting with, like, some of the higher, um, the uh, like, the glitters and stuff, you know, like, where you might need, like, an 80 mesh. I don't know if they even have like a 110 S mesh. I never even considered getting one. But overall, I think you can more or less replace your stuff, man. From what we can tell, you can. But don't 100% stick to that. What we did is we took all of our old screens. We just taped them up and sat them aside so they're sitting over there in the corner. And if a situation comes up where we need one or two or three, or we can easily pull them out. But we did. From 150s and the 225s, we pretty much just have been using those almost exclusively. Uh, I, one thing that I would say is that it almost, like if you're doing overprints, you know what I mean? It, it's almost like they can they can almost let too much ink through sometimes, whereas the traditional mesh is like meshes like a 280 or a 305 are almost better for overprints. I don't know. We're still experimenting with it, man. But what I would like is for you to let me know if you what you, what your findings are with that because we're still trying to figure it out but thank you so much for calling in your question dude you know i I, got, I guess i feel like i have to reiterate this man for anybody that's tuning in to this one for the first time or you've been tuning in for years i am definitely not a screen printing expert i'm an experimentalist that's constantly trying shit out and coming up with my own opinions on things but it is definitely not gospel and sometimes you're going to ask me a question I just don't have the answer to. Actually, it happens more often than uh, I would like <laughs> to admit. But I got no problems admitting that I'm not an expert. But uh, I'll give you my best input, and, and hopefully it helps you along your way. But I also love to hear what you guys, what your findings are, especially in my YouTube videos. If you have experimented with things and you have a different opinion on some things, I love to hear it. Because I, if I ever hear any new information, I always try it out and i come up with my own opinion on it so yeah but thanks for calling in madison that's that was an interesting question i'll let you know as we figure that stuff out let me go back to the chat and see if we have any new questions one from sean what's the best way to deal with a customer who approved a font but after the job was done they got home and decided there was a problem with the font well hopefully you had a goddamn approval man you know if you have a visual approval and they approved it then you're good to go if you didn't get that if you didn't get that done you know if you didn't create an actual mock-up with that font and you didn't have don't have some kind of proof that they did in fact sign off on it you got to eat it you got to reprint it that's the shitty thing man there's a lot of that stuff in the beginning uh gene dean what hopefully that answers your question dude for me especially in the beginning man i did so much reprinting uh but when it comes to getting sign offs dude you need to create mock-ups and you need to have some kind of client signature on that man you really do because if you don't you just you got nothing to back you up and even then a lot of the times even nowadays if it's if they're really pushing it sometimes we'll still do the reprint You know what? You're in the service business, man, and it sucks to be in the service business sometimes because sometimes you just eat shit, you know? You just hope that your numbers are high enough and that you're doing enough, that that's that's more of an exception, that that's not the rule, that not all of your clients are doing that. I have found that when you charge a little bit more and you're starting to ask a little bit more for your services – those errors are less likely to happen because you take a little bit more time on them but also it's a different level of client and you would be it's crazy the ones that pay more are almost less of a pain in the butt it's a very strange phenomenon but i have found that to be true somewhat um hopefully that helps hey cam what this is from gene what would be the ideal press for doing live events my wife wants to give it a shot thanks gene uh, that Vastex, the V1000 that we have, it's a single station, six color. That one's a pretty good one. Ryanet has a lot of good tabletop presses. Uh, they even have like a dual station press that you can easily lug around to events. So there's actually a lot of really good ones on the market. Also, Vastex just released a, a much smaller four color tabletop press. It's white. I would definitely look into that. That one's pretty sick too. Uh, so, anyway, cool. Approvals must be done. That is right. That's from Jason. Why you cut off your beard? Because my beard was driving me crazy. And I just like to change it up. I don't... It's funny. I don't like to keep up appearances, which is actually a horrible idea. I should really find a look and stick with it because that's like branding and marketing 101. Steve Jobs did it. Every good marketer or, or person that's like, you know, in the public, finds a look and sticks with it. But I hate having to keep up appearances and I don't like having to look a certain way so that was that was honestly the real reason why i did it um this is from john cam i watched one of your videos titled high density but you didn't finish the project in the video how do you make how do you make a high density screen well i actually just did a vlog not too long ago and i reached out to mad specials to talk to him about some of his tips and tricks what the way that i've always done it and in that video it just fell apart because i shook the emulsion before and then I filled up the dam of the screen and there were too many air bubbles so it wouldn't work but the way I've always done it I just learned a hard lesson in that one is you stir your emulsion let it sit don't let it have any air bubbles but you create dams on it and then you just fill it with emulsion set it aside you have to let the things dry for like 48 hours but uh, I recently reached out to Mads and he told me that you can get that super thick emulsion from like Murukami it's like the HHS solids i think is what it is but it's really thick and you can just do like 15 or 20 consecutive coats and it will build up a really thick stencil and then you set it aside and you let it dry for 48 hours and you can use it so that was a new new thing for me a very high solids super thick emulsion and you just coat 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 until you build up the stencil thickness that you want uh and then the other option which is the that's what Mads was telling me that it's the best option, but it's super expensive, which is to buy the um, capillary films, the super super thick ones. But dude, they're so expensive. So I would just, I would just use emulsion. Anyway, cool. Uh, this is from Jamie on the super chat. Okay, thank you so much, for Jamie, for the super chat. Can you please talk for a minute about how you got into live printing? How do you deal with the water based evaporation during curing and ventilation issues. Uh well as you I'll talk I'll try to talk about it a little bit. As you guys know, I'm very tight-lipped about live screen printing because I've put so much of my money invested into certain parts of it that I've just been kind of greedy with the knowledge on it and I'm probably going to be for another year or so. But first off what I would say is with live printing don't use water based. That's that's insane because with water based uh, you're gonna. There's just gonna be too much downtime. There's too much drying issues that can go on. I would never do live screen printing with water-based ink. No goddamn way. Um, there's just no way. So we cure it with a, a portable dryer. A portable, you know, there's the Vastex V100 that you can. It's a small conveyor dryer. That's the best way to do it. So if I were doing live events, that's the only way I would do is with plastisol. Um Another little trick that we found is to add low cure additive to your plastisol it does have some issues with with the plastisol it makes it not as opaque and stuff but it lowers the cure time the cure temperature which lowers cure times which means you can crank them out faster there's a little trick for you right there Uh, but other than that man in terms of how you get the business and all that kind of stuff i will be forthcoming with that uh, uh sometime in the next year but i've just we just haven't gotten enough clients yet and you know, I built this whole ecosystem around being mobile and b- because all the local printers are snatching up all the local work, it kind of like destroyed the market. So I just got to get my hand in a few more of them cookie jars and then I'll be more willing to share. Uh, they approved it and they were happy till they got home. Yeah, Sean, so if they did approve it, this, so this is in regards to Sean's earlier question about how he deals with or how I would deal with it if the customer decided that they didn't like the artwork. You know what, man? There are a lot of clients out there that pull that kind of crap on you all the time. And a lot of it is just because they're trying to get free stuff. Um, uh, you can, I mean, it's it's a, it's a balancing act. My, my go-to is just to say, all right, well, you have them bring them back to you and you tell them you'll reprint it with the right font. That's my go-to almost every single time. Uh, a lot of the times what you'll find is that clients are trying to get you to say, okay, well, if will you deal with that if I give you this kind of discount? right? Or are you willing to deal with that font if I give you 30% off? A lot of what clients are trying to do is get you to offer a discount for them to keep it. Uh, so what I have found that you need to do is just say, all right, well, go ahead and bring those back. Uh, we're going to do a new font. We'll we'll reprint the job for you and we'll give you the new shit. And you may find that they go, okay, well, would you they, – then they'll kind of be more forthcoming with what they actually want and you can get to the bottom of it because most of the time what they really want is a discount. And they're trying to to put the blame on you so that you feel obligated to do a discount. So – I don't know that's that is that is more than likely what's happening dude especially if they approved it but again at the end of the day dude the customer's always right and you are in a service based business which means you have to give stellar service even if the client's fucking you sometimes you know what I mean but it's up to you dude I don't know if it were me I would just do a reprint uh Uh, yeah uh, that is from doc that's the he gave me like a tiled thing and he sent it to me so i put it all together and i think i shouted him out in the vlog but yeah pretty cool yeah he gave me it there's a bunch of sheets and i had to like stitch them together i used to make posters like that all the time doing the exact same thing the tiling process i want to get a a big like banner of that of the, the guy and you know put him on the whole back wall here but i'm not gonna do that yet Pedal to shins. In your opinion, what's the best price to charge for a shirt with one graphic? Um, I threw my likeness in one of my shirt, beard, and all. LOL. I threw my likeness in one. Uh, you mean like, like from a retail level? Like, what, what should, what should you charge for a shirt that you printed retail? Uh, if that's the question, to me, man, like T-shirts right now premium t-shirts that aren't on closeout like if you look at any major brand that's selling a t-shirt that's in their current lineup for that season they're they're between 28 to 40 bucks. So I mean my minimum on a current season graphic would be a minimum 28 bucks. Uh that's where I would start, but I'd probably be more in the $32 range. Dude, the price of garments has gone up, especially for uh, American printed stuff. Anything that's premium retail. That's where you're going to be at, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Ooh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff.
1: Um. Uh, what else we got here?
0: Yeah, so we've got other people chiming in, Jesse, and ter- or Jamie, in terms of the live stuff. Yeah, everyone, you, they all got the right idea. Just Plastisol is the way to go. And like I said, add a little bit of low-cure additive to the Plastisol. It cures faster, and you can crank through them a lot quicker. What brand is the Blue tea in the back? This is actually all style. It's an, it was just some stock we had laying around. Uh, but yeah... You know I feel it's funny because everyone keeps asking about the live screen printing thing Everybody wants the damn press and this and that and I feel shitty about being so greedy with it But it's just not the time guys not for me. I've put too much like building that press dude. Oh my god. It was so expensive and uh, So it's just like I put so much into it. I just really I need it to work first. I need it to work for us But yeah, hopefully that helped that little tip helped. I would definitely be using Plastisol Jamie there you go marks yeah just ask them to return it again this is in regards to
1: the other i'm not going to answer that you already know the answer to that uh bearded i was looking into printing five panel hats
0: catspit sells a screen printing device have you had any experience using one or do you think htv would be a better route HTV, all these abbreviations dude i forget abbreviations all the time um heat transfer vinyl is yeah that's what it is so heat transfer vinyl works good i hated it i have a hat press hated it because it leaves like this ring around the crown of the thing no matter what you do man it just leaves that like heat ring so i refuse to do it but and if the clients don't really care about that kind of stuff yeah heat transfer vinyl is really easy uh those screen printing press hat presses, they work good for like the foam fronted trucker stuff, but I won't do it. Any of that kind of stuff that's too like finicky, I just don't like dealing with it. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's like you end up, it's not very consistent, so you end up having a lot of throwaway. So I just don't like doing it. But yeah, I, I would try it. The hat, those little hat jigs aren't that much money to get set up with. So it's something that you can pull off pretty, pretty easily, I think. I just don't like doing anything. I that is like and I again I I experimented with a lot of that stuff in the beginning but anything that's too finicky is just it's it'll suck all of your valuable time right up so like those hat things a lot of the things like jacket tie downs and shit like that like we'll do jackets and they're not that complicated to do but I really hesitate taking anything like that because it's just so finicky man. Uh, And the cost of those kind of things like dude, jackets are so like they're so expensive if you misprint one It's just such a (laughs) It can destroy any of the margins that you had so I just like to keep shit straightforward, man What I really want to do is get into paper printing because even if you're printing on premium like French paper and stuff like that It's still nowhere near the cost of a damn garment. God. I miss paper printing so much more fun Building a store. Oh, this is interesting. So this is um from Tim Howard. Not really a question, but I think you should look into the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. It's a book all about marketing. Yeah, I've seen that one on Amazon. I've almost bought it. I have so many goddamn marketing books, dude, and they uh, I'll check that one out too, but uh it's all it all really kind of focuses around that same concept of finding your niche and then figuring out how to get in front of them, right? That's what that's it's like marketing 101. It's so But there are always some good tidbits in each one of those books, so I'll definitely check that one out. I'll buy it. If someone gives me a recommendation, I typically buy it. One of the best ones that I've actually read, because it was more of a case study, was the one about Harley-Davidson, surprisingly enough, because it kind of tracks you through what they did and how they took it from a failing business in the 80s, right, when they were owned by AMC, and then how they, like, blew it up using really basic marketing principles. It's like a really good case study. Oh, by the way, so I've been watching this YouTube. Hang on, I'm gonna go to. It. I'm gonna give you guys a little recommendation for YouTube um, channels. And I am not an advocate for like fucking how-to gurus, you know, and like and all of these business assholes that like tell you. I'm, I I I even hate when I kind of do it on on like on these live shows and stuff like that. So I can't stand it. But. There is this YouTube channel called Valuetainment and within within that YouTube channel there's this one guy, he's like Middle Eastern and he does all this crazy stuff, how to be this, how to be that, whatever, it's good enough. But what is really cool on that channel are these case studies that this one guy does and I can't remember what what he calls himself. Just check out Valuetainment on YouTube and then look for the case studies things. These case studies are amazing. They tell you all of the interesting pitfalls of all these big, gigantic companies. And one of the things, one of the takeaways that I had from it is that like, and Steve Jobs has mentioned it too in some of his things, is that you really start to see that even these big companies, man, that just seem like they're they're filled with the smartest people in the world, dude, they're all idiots and they all fumble through shit. Just like we are, they're just fumbling through shit on a much larger scale. And what it, what it real, what these things are helping me to understand is that, like, dude, we can all do this, whatever we want to do. So anyway, go check out Valuetainment. Check out, listen to a bunch of their case studies. Of whatever one piques your interest. Uh, and I feel like it will kind of expand a lot of your horizons. And it, what it did for me is really made me feel like, Jesus Christ, it, we are all, we're all, we're all kind of on the same level of idi- idiocracy. <laughs> we're all kind of on that same level. We're just fumbling through shit. So, uh, we can do it. We can all do it. You know what I'm saying? So go check that out. Uh, anyway, that's kind of kind of digressed there, but I feel like you guys will really enjoy that. Uh, What what headset am I using? This is the Audio-Technica BPHS-1. So I bought two of these because I was planning on doing a bunch of stuff with guests and shit like that. But then as I started thinking about it, logistically, that's going to be a pain in the ass. I actually have a really cool plan for 2019 and how I'm going to be doing this live show, this interview podcast thing. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I may be coming to a city near you. Basically, I'm going to be taking this thing on the road next year. Uh, in a very fun way so hopefully you guys get into that and um and anyway cool cam was, hey brother what's up temple shalom what up what up what up how's the new and album cam still on your playlist Uh yeah i like the m album it was pretty good dude i was more intrigued by that <laughs> the uh the thing between him and mgk that was very intriguing Because I knew it was going to happen. I knew when M did it, I knew some rapper was going to come back at him. I didn't know it was going to be MGK. But then I knew that M was going to use that to, you know. It's all just a gigantic marketing ploy, and I love it. It's another thing, like, we were talking about comfort zones, man. Like, even I, you know, as a smart, if you're a, in my personal opinion, and this is a little bit crazy, and it kind of starts to get into, like, that whole YouTube controversy thing, but... One thing that i know is in in the social media or just in the media environment in general the thing that gets you the most recognition the fastest is controversy and i will say this in my youtube channel I, i don't it was maybe last year i had a little bit of controversy when i bought something from another screen printer and this this little bit of controversy so it stirred up something in people that watched the channel, and it stirred up people on each side of the fence. And it ended up like my channel grew from that little bit of controversy. And I, and it like I was like, ah, I got my hands off it because it frightened me because I wasn't ready for that kind of thing. But marketing 101: If you want to get your shit out there, man, you gotta stir up some controversy. It's the quickest way to get recognition within a market. It, it can make you look really bad you know but if you're just trying to get your your name out there controversy is the game dude and watching Eminem and mgk put on the, it was a clinic in beef marketing dude and and they put it on like no one's business because they blew up the social media world for what well, it lasted almost two weeks that's a long time in social media terms man so it was a really cool clinic and i enjoyed it uh anyway
1: What is this? Tom Howard at The Print Life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this comment, dude, I know. Everyone's
0: tripping because of the goddamn beard. It's gone. And guess what else, man? It's not coming back for a while. So you guys are going to get used to this thing. It's it's the way it's going to be. Uh, what is this? So this is from Tim Howard at the print life. He just had the author of Profit First on his podcast and made me think of you and your shop, LOL. Who
1: who was that? Um Tim Howard. Oh, okay. Dude,
0: Donald Miller, what um what podcast is that that he has? Anyway, yeah, let me know. Uh, the profit first thing, oh my gosh, guys. I hope, hopefully you guys have started using this thing. It's crazy. Profit first is a goddamn lifesaver. Not only have I been putting all, like, we run super lean doing it this way, and and my operating balance is always, like, on the verge of zero, but I am just consistently putting dough in the profit and, and in the tax accounts. It's crazy. The... It is honestly that profit-first system. If you stick to it, uh, and you and you truly, truly stick to it, it will turn things around for you. It teaches you how to run lean. It teaches you how to own. If if you're limiting your operating expense account to to as much as you possibly can, you will just stop spending. You'll stop frivolous spending. And the whole time you're stopping the frivolous spending, you're throwing dough in the profit account, and that thing just keeps multiplying. It's Beautiful. You all should be reading profit first and implementing it to some degree or another. You don't have to go full bore the way that they recommend it, but just having your four accounts is life-changing. It was for me. Come to tijuana I might, man. That would be cool. Jason, BP Designs. I'm pondering partnering up with a friend. Somehow I know I won't be bend over with it. oh yeah. Yeah, so this is from JP. now we're now this is the M and M versus MGK podcast. Uh, it doesn't, it, MGK was a joke against him, No, you know what I'm saying, but they both benefited. MGK was really just a small blip on the radar before this, but this controversy blew him and Eminem up, and I would not be surprised for a damn second, it, maybe, maybe not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were in cahoots with each other for the whole thing. They probably weren't, but it wouldn't surprise me. I do think that Eminem put this out knowing someone was going to come at him, and he was completely ready to slam whoever came his way. Uh, Jamie, Cam, come to Portland. We have a bunch of print lifers here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. It'll be cool. I'm gonna do kind of a, a tour with this thing, but I think it'll be really cool. Uh, saw good. Cam, you look, you look better. Don't worry, I only like girls. <laughs> thanks dude i'll take that as a compliment uh all right guys gotta run jp's out of here so he's peacing out so say bye to him guys print live building a story brand is the name of the podcast okay so building a story brand is a podcast i will definitely check that out because podcasts are the shit i like them more than books lately especially man some of them are so good right Yeah, thank you for that recommendation. I thought it was a book book, so I will definitely listen to that. Andrea Amador, I'm looking for a shop management flow for orders and invoices. Well Andrea, you've come to the right place because I'm developing one now. Head to theprintlife.com, enter your information at the bottom of the homepage and you will be on the list so we can get you in on on the testing of the new software coming out shortly. Totally bland. Do you have any episode with fading on screen printing? With fading. You mean like color splits or with just like trans, trans, uh, transitions with halftones? Either way, no, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have, I guess I asked either one, but no, I don't have videos on either of them. Uh, as, now that I'm back making videos, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to vlog for the first couple of weeks, but then I'm going to be getting more into making a lot of how-to videos. So, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. I'm going to be doing a lot more of that coming, coming soon. How do you prepare to take orders online from just being a local business? How long until you took orders through the internet? I took orders through the internet. Uh, well, I've always gotten clients from the internet, specifically my website, which you guys should all have. You should all have a WordPress website built you know that that you've done very simple seo tactics and integrated it with google and all that kind of stuff with google my business and all that so that you're at least ranking locally that will that will snatch you up a bunch of work and you should be doing that now like as soon as we get off this thing you should be in there figuring out how to build your wordpress site that's just it's a given um and then i started taking orders through the internet instantly but it was like it was such a hassle because i was using gmail and i was using quickbooks for my invoicing thing and then i switched over to a bunch of the industry software and none of it worked well for me so it's just a big managing clients is a pain in the ass there's so many moving parts takes a lot man takes a lot there's a lot of systems out there that'll that'll try to help you do it but it's a tough one managing them is very very tough uh yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it, guys. And it's, uh, you know, it's 7.08, so I think we can pretty much wrap today up. Thank you guys so much for hanging with me. Uh, there's a book and a podcast by the same name. Okay, good to know. Thank you so much for that info, Tim. Ooh, I just got tired, so Cam's real sleepy, which means it's, it's, Cam's going to sign out, everybody. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for hanging with me. Let's do the social thing. Make sure to follow me at Cam Irvin on Instagram and Twitter. If you're not doing that already, do it now. Uh, Make sure you've hit subscribed and you've dinged the bell on YouTube because they've changed their whole thing. You have to have hit the bell and you have to hit um, give notifications or you won't be notified when I upload a new video. So make sure you go and do that as soon as you end with this thing. Uh, Also the podcast, make sure that you give a five-star review and say something nice in the review section on Apple iTunes. That is it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you to everybody that gave me the super chats. I'll be sure to shout you out again next week. Thank you for all your questions. Thanks for the kickets. We'll talk to you soon. Peace
1: out, Print Fam. Peace. peace. Stop streaming. Stop streaming. Stop. Stop! Stop! Oh, stop!
0: Alright, we're done, G. We're done, G. Reader. We're done, God damn it. You ready to go off the You ready to go out, the Give me five seconds, okay? Give me five seconds. We're going, we're going. Give me five seconds, G. Give me five, give me four, give me three, give
1: me two, give me one, give me One. Take a date, 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 date,